this is make it weird. And we talk about dog stuff and occasional nonsense, although it seems to be nonsense and then dog stuff. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Whatever. <clears throat> it works. Do you have anything to use as an intro? I have. No. How's your water going? It's not going well. Sienna is on a water drinking challenge. I'm trying. Because she's can't say healthy. I'm not trying. I want to say that I wasn't trying for a long time, but we're trying. Yeah. But it's just gross and I'm not motivated. <laughs> I'm not motivated to drink water. <gasps> oh my God, what a segue. How are we going to fix that? <laughs> So we that decided we were, that was good. <laughs> that was super good. We decided we were going to talk about motivators today. And that There's was. a fly on your mic. Can you get rid of it? Sorry. Oh, okay. watch. I wave it away and I hit my mic. That's fine. And Haley I just don't it. want the fly oh. on the mic. Okay. Well, there, there are still Not flies invited. everywhere here. Um, motivators. Motivators. We are, ta- we are staying on one topic ish that flies back um, we're going to talk about motivators because a lot of people seem to think that motivators are food they're like here like rewards. and not even kibble but like tr- bags of treats yeah like that commercially bought says dog treat on it um that is that Training is treats. yes that is a motivator. motivator it has to say dog treat on it it has to be a treat. It has to come out of a bag that says dog treats. Yeah. And that is what a dog should be motivated by. And they should be instantly motivated by it. And they should be motivated by it to a super high degree. And, and every we're like, dog should be And motivated. every yeah. single dog should be motivated by every single treat. And we're like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> the too long didn't read version. No. They don't want, they don't want your bag of treats. No. They've been sitting in your cupboard for a month. Yeah. Or that it's funny because people are like, I want my dog to be super motivated by this, but I will give it to them all the time just for existing. Oh, yeah. That also happens. They either, they put it in the cupboard for five months and the dog doesn't know it exists, or it's out every day we, and you give it for free. We, yeah, we free feed our dog, but somehow. Yeah, we free feed our dog and we sprinkle liver on top and we're like, but I don't understand it. why you won't just, just really work for this. for it. Even though I gave it to you 10 minutes ago nothing it's weird it's such a weird concept so motivators motivators yes are you just gonna you're just gonna repeat what i say is that the new theory could be could be fun how much caffeine is in that not enough no i'm kind of disappointed i'm like do you need some pre-workout because i'm like i don't know i considered i was gonna grab a monster but then i'm like i'll grab your water first there's a monster right there it's warm though it's sad, but it's warm. But you I drink room them temperature, warm. not warm. Calm it down. is, yeah, it is room temperature. I drink them warm every morning, room temperature, because not every morning, but every <laughs> every morning that I forget to put one in the night before, which is about fifty percent of the time. I just think it's so funny that you don't have the self control to put <laughs> like six in the fridge and not drink six in one day. Like you do not have the self control <laughs> to see a monster in the fridge and not take it. Like so, you so, have to put it the night before as if like what she is talking about is that I can only put one monster in the fridge at the time because I don't have the impulse control. Now again, there are two ways to fix this. Is one is you could increase my impulse control, but two is that I can manage the situation by only ever having one cold monster so i have opted for management because training me is apparently a nightmare i i i have hit the max of what my training capabilities are i guess so here we are so yes i only put one monster in the fridge at a time so that i only have one cold one so that i don't drink multiple in a day and then instead of monster i drink other caffeinated beverages right okay but that 
But if I, this is the thing, is if I drink more than one monster in a day, I will get sick. But I don't yeah, care. You're not supposed to. Yeah, I know. But that's but why I don't like... care. <laughs> this is, this is how this goes. Okay. Wow, look at you. You pounded that. I just chugged like half, so. Yeah, that was like half a coffee. Let's go. Okay, so motivators. So when the reason we Drink really- every time one of us is motivator. Because <laughs> so far, I think we've said it 47 times. And we're going to say it 47 more. No, I love it. Okay. Right. Okay. Focus starts now. I doubt it. No, it does. Okay. Okay, so there's a really, really common saying in dog training that is um, motivation- Timing and consistency. Like you need three things to train a dog. You need oh, motivation. Yes. You need good timing. You need consistency. Um, so we're only going to talk about one of those, but we should talk about the other two one day. We really should. We should do one episode of motivation, timing, and consistency, but we're just, we'll we're going to three. Or we could do a nice little three-parter franchise this shit. I don't think there's a franchise. Like a movie franchise. Oh. Part one, part two, part three. Oh, it's like, that's like a series. To me, that's like a series. No. We're going to do the series. Of okay, fine. Whatever. We're going to do it. That'll happen. Maybe Mo- then we'll know what we're going to talk about next time. Nah. That's weird. Um, so in order to train a dog, you need motivation, timing, and consistency. And if you have th- all three of those, you're probably Beautiful. doing really great. If you have two of those, I'm pretty good. still thinking you're pretty good. But the thing about motivation is everybody understands timing. Everybody understands consistency. But I find very, very, very few dog owners and honestly, a people. lot of dog people oh. understand motivation. Like, yeah, a lot of people in general, but oh. like, even dog people, like people that have been in dogs that train dogs yeah. or do sports with dogs don't understand motivation. And that just blows my mind. It's like the un- lack of understanding but around engagement. I'm just like, but how, how... How do you, then how, how do you, you do how things? How are you doing this? Yes. So I think the real big shift in everything came, you know, 10, 15 years ago when all of a sudden people started going, oh my God, you can like actually like click treat. You can actually reward your dog for doing things instead of just like compulsion based, no. yank yeah. and crank, forcing them to do stuff. So I think everybody started because this became this whole revolution of like, wow, you could actually like reward just, your dog for yeah. making a good choice what a novel concept people went well because i'm rewarding my dog with a piece of food because i have a treat that is the thing they should be motivated by and they didn't really delve a lot further into that no they got as far as wow what a revolutionary concept and then saw it kind of and we just take copy and paste yeah and we didn't look to see because like yeah some dogs are super motivated by that idea yeah but not everyone. Yeah, but really what what the whole concept of 10, 15 years ago was doing was like using a dog's natural inclination to want to do something to create a behavior you want, right? So it wasn't net it wasn't about the food and it wasn't about the click. It was about getting the dog to want to do what you want them to do rather than just getting them to stop doing the thing they right. want to do. And I think people, yeah, very much hit copy paste on just like, here's some food. It worked for mine. Try it with yours. It worked for that dog I saw on TV. Let's do it with these yeah. other five. And I'm like, no, no, whoa. So when we're talking about motivators, yes, food is one of them. And and treats are one of them. Don't get me wrong. But treats are not the only, first off, treats are not the only form of food. Yep. Kibble. They're, they're, they're food. food. They're their meal. They're their breakfast. Like just don't the 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 look. 
Do you do you see the look when you're like, oh, I just want you to not feed breakfast or I've literally told people I'm like I just want you to not feed breakfast and dinner for the week and I get that far into the sentence and they're literally like don't feed my dog for a week and I was like no 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 no, you're gonna feed their food through training you're just not gonna give breakfast and dinner you're gonna like do stuff with it and when I tell you that shock passes through their eyes here's my thing about the hand feeding thing that bugs me is like some people go some people uh never mind um but it just bugs me when it's like, oh, well, like, why do they have to work for it? Like, why can't they just have it for free? And, like, they almost, like, people sometimes see it as a punishment that I'm, like, having them work for their meal. Why do you not want them to jump on you? Well, because I don't. Well, well then I guess you better motivate them not to. But also, it's just, like, like it's five minutes of activity with your dog. I yeah. think they take that over eating it in their bowl for free. And not every dog, again, not every dog, but, like, for example... My dog would much prefer just to do something for five minutes with me and like be asked for stuff and like do something to get her food. Yeah. Then if I just because if I just give her her raw patty, she sucks it back in 10 fucking seconds. Yeah. If I train her for that, she's super motivated and she's having a great time. And then I spent five minutes with my dog. So like, how is that a punishment to them spending five minutes with their dog? Yeah. Then not. That's Again, it's that thing where people just have like a negative connotation associated with words because they don't like their work or because they are tired. They're like, well, or because they would not want to work for their food right. every day. But I'm like, in reality, you are working for your food every day. But it's just it, there's a couple steps in between. But at the same point in time, yeah, people go, well, because I don't like work. My dog must not like work. And this is work to my dog. And I'm like, right. training is not work to no. dog. Training is is playing. For a lot of dogs, that's motivating. I made like a TikTok work. the other day and deleted it. And oh. it was all about being like, okay, but when I say like, just play with your dog, people think I mean like, play wrestle party like play tug play ball and i'm like i i mean training when i'm like okay play with your dog i i genuinely didn't understand that i wasn't saying the word training because i was like oh when i said play with your dog i meant like 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 training like training and then i realized that is not Not what people people consider playing and i was like oh i fucked up oh i fucked up so then i had to reset like what i was saying and be like oh no i mean like five minutes a day i want you to train your dog but if you if you say play with your dog to an owner, I want you to play food games. They're more likely to do it. But if you say, hey, I want you to train food games five minutes a day, yeah, nobody wants to do homework. No, and Get I mean, from work, you want to do we, homework? Yeah, and we are yeah. talking to two people that literally homework <laughs> is not like I pulled up that online course again, like just now, and I was sitting in there, and I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, you're like, and never mind. I'm gonna have to just click through this with all speed. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is these we are not the people that would advocate for homework, but at the same point in time, maybe I should tell myself it's a game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it works. We'll see. We have to change your motivation on it, but um, that's the thing is when you are training your dog, you need to understand what motivates them and you need to understand why they are motivated by it. And if you think like hand feeding your dog through training is work and you don't understand that they are, yes, motivated by food, but they're also motivated by having fun with you. Interaction. Interaction. So many dogs nowadays just basically quasi live in isolation where their their, their only interaction is someone throwing food in a dish and they get let out in the backyard and, and they get a you walk. sit with them on the couch and like okay but that's proximity that's not interaction yes so that's where i just i need people to start understanding that they're like oh well they they're so good at playing we're at 
you know, playing food games with me at home. Like we play sit and down and the two tricks we know. But then as soon as I get out of the house, I'm like, yeah, but your dog, that you are the only interesting thing in the house. The dog yes. has been stuck in the house for the last six days. They straight. can't use the TV. They can't use an iPad. They can't scroll on TikTok. You yeah. are the TikTok. Yeah. So then it's like, yeah, in the house. But then as soon as you go outside, all of a sudden there's a lot for them to be doing. Yeah. And so, yes, then you... Need to understand what is motivating and interesting to them there. But the other thing is that time in the house is your time to build up the quality of your motivation. Raise that bar. Yes, right? And it's also a a good time to raise your clarity on what would get you the thing. So if you are just handing over the food for nothing, then the dog has no understanding that when you go outside and you ask for something – they will get something. Yeah. If if you're just handing it over inside and they don't think they gave you anything, then why would they go through the extra steps outside? They're like, oh, at some point you'll give it to me. Or you won't, but outside I have more things I'm to getting do. other things. Yeah, so. so it's okay. So first off, interaction. Interaction is a motivator, 100%. Love food, it. food is a motivator, but like you can use their kibble. You can train with meals. And even if, <sighs> especially for like the dogs who are like are not motivated by food or anything, mm. but like, Lots of the time. Then like, it's so important and people are like, well, they're not, so I just won't. Right. But it's just like, and That's we're not saying use important. kibble everywhere because we understand that if, like, if you take a dog who doesn't love food and then you go outside with them and go oh, out yeah. with them a kibble, yeah, spit on your kibble. Yes. But like- that's what that's where we kind of reset a value system in the sense of like when you're inside the house and there's nothing going on your dog might just be happy to interact with you if you start like just you know paying them with their meal and their dinner their kibble kind of thing in your boring house they get yeah that level one reward it's nothing thrilling but then there's just value in it again yeah and then when you go outside and you actually have a hot dog or a training treat yeah maybe that does actually and it's more valuable because the thing that they were getting for free now has right. value. Like you're restructuring the value of everything. By by feeding kibble by hand in your house, you are restructuring the value of every piece of food that you are then going to give to your dog. Right. So you don't have to pull out the salami or the yeah. steak. Because then the other thing is like a lot of times that doesn't work because they don't yeah. care. And you're always used to just upping your shit. Yeah. And so it's just like for dogs that do are highly motivated by food, still great like game to play and like make a good system but like for dogs that aren't even better i also love the correlation i see that people up the reward and they up the reward as they actually lower criteria i up my reward because you you compete as well so i up my reward as i up my criteria and i require more difficult criteria i give you a, a, a higher quality reward yeah um when you have somebody go outside with their dog and they are just trying to use a high-level reward to get their attention. Distraction. That doesn't work. So yeah, they're using it as a distractor. So they use like, let's say, their liver. They kind of get attention. So they're just going, okay, here, I'm kind, I'm, I'm using I'm it as a distractor. I'm getting some form of acknowledgement that I exist. But then that, they adjust to that because there's no criteria attached to that. Two days later, that liver doesn't work anymore. So then they have to level up. But at that point, they're taking less attention. And then they level up again, and they're taking less attention. And they're instead of five seconds of attention, they're now taking yes. three. And then they're taking one. And then they're like, well, I leveled all the way up through all of these treats. I'm going out and buying steak. rotisserie chicken. Yeah. And my dog won't even acknowledge me anymore. This used to work with liver. And I'm like, there's a, there's a direct correlation between people going up in their rewards and down, down. in what they will accept yeah. to get that. 
And I'm like, as soon as you start giving a higher level reward and accepting a worse behavior, you are on opposite, that you are headed opposite directions. And that's where I'm like, people need to understand motivators. They also need to understand criteria, but let's just understand motivators first First. and work, work your way up from there. Yeah. But yeah, so food... You can, if you are hand feeding their regular meals through training in their house, and I don't, we don't mean hand feeding like here's a handful of food yeah. for no criteria. Here's a handful of food for no criteria. I mean, Google hand feeding, but like one day maybe we'll make a video and we'll put it out oh. and it will be on hand feeding and we'll just, we'll make a video one day. We'll okay. Do it. It'll happen. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> but if you Google it, you'll see it's not just handing your dog food. Although even that, I, I will say, argue, is, is better up? than a bull. Yes, yes absolutely. It's a step in the right direction. But but we're also looking for asking for anything, literally anything. I mean, there are things that it would be better to ask for, but literally just asking for a sit yes. and feeding is better making than... Making it a transaction. Yes, making it a very, like, you do the thing, you get the stuff, starts that direction. So that's one way to start reestablishing like the levels of food and how they would get a reward and what is rewarding because now food actually is rewarding versus yes. just something we get. Um, but food is the thing that every... So first off, I love that people are like, this is the only reward on the planet. Yeah. And then they also misunderstand food completely. Yes. And I'm like, but... As mm-hmm. like a side note, it is really fr- like frustrating when it's like when trainers have mm-hmm. that mentality only oh my because God. then it's like, yeah, like especially for like... How many clients come to us and be like, yeah, I, my dog is super reactive, but like I've tried using mm-hmm. a hot dog. They just don't care about a hot dog and like yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it's like, mm-hmm. but like they were told through other trainers, like yeah. just use the food, just use the food. Mm-hmm. But the food, they don't want the food. Yeah. That'd be like offering them just like an empty can. Yeah. That's not motivating. <laughs> no. If I said reward your dog with an empty can, everyone would be like. That's weird. That's so weird. Yeah. What? But that's essentially for some dogs, that's what you're saying. Yeah. It's like, okay. And then when people are like, oh, well, that doesn't work. You should level up food. It's like, okay, give your dog two cans. Well, that's... Here, Again, a whole bag of empties for yeah. you, sir, if you don't bark at this another dog. Yeah, there's no okay. correlation. What is my he going to do with that? <laughs> I actually love that analogy. I hope it makes sense because in my head, I in know, head I know exactly sense. what you're saying. And I'm like, yeah, that is basically like I'm it's like. Just, it's, it's meaningless. Here, yeah, here's, here's a here's random pen. You could use it. It could be useful. But fuck, you probably don't want it or need it. You don't right. understand why I'm giving it to you. Right. Yes, literally that. I just. But. Okay, food. So first off, yes, it's frustrating when people don't understand food. It's also frustrating when people think it's the only motivator. But then, yes, it is also frustrating when trainers seem to misunderstand food and how it's used. Beyond food, there are so many other things. When we're talking about motivation, timing, and consistency, first off, other motivators. We'll just launch into other types of motivators. motivators. Oh, my gosh. Toys. Ball. Praise. Praise. Uh pray freedom yep freedom is one that people really misunderstand because they're like oh hey freedom i think to a lot of people literally means from complete lockdown to complete freedom (laughs) and i'm like no no keep keep your hand on the leash (laughs) like there's so many people that i'm like okay so you can let your dog out and they're literally just like 
boom oh my dog is is like going for a journey and i'm like no no i just meant like you can let your dog out of the crate yeah you can let your dog out of the car you can let your dog through the door you can let your dog off the bed like just yeah just crossing a threshold is freedom just hey they're waiting for that yeah all those pictures of like waiting they're they're not waiting to get the piece of food. They're not waiting like in that yeah. picture of like we're about to head out for a walk. But a lot of people make their dogs sit before they go out to go for yeah. the walk kind of thing. That's what they're waiting for to go. Yeah. So like by waiting, by thinking through it, the reward is the go. Yeah. The reward but does is- not mean you just woo. Yeah, so first off, the reward is the go, so the reward is the freedom, but it's also freedom of choice. You're saying, okay, yes, I'm going to like let you out of the crate, I'm going to let you out of the, the door or off the bed or whatever, and if you then decide freedom and then you don't interact with them at all, I mean, you can't be upset when they go to find something else that's fun. If I let my dog off a bed or out of a crate... I'm having a party with them. I'm having a celebration because the freedom is also like freedom of choice, freedom of movement. Yay, we're having fun. And I'm like, I have no problem with people that let their dog out of the crate and then just don't interact. They're like, okay, bye. And the dog just like goes and sniffs around the, the room or whatever. I'm like, okay, absolutely. Your dog got something out of that. But there is a better way to do that. That's like a decent way to do it. But it's the low level of decent. The other way you could do that is you could let your dog off the bed or let your dog out of the crate. And when you release them, you could have a party with them. So yes, they are free, but part of the fun of being free is having fun time with with you. you. Again, the motivation here is interaction. So yes, you're free because if you let your dog out and they have freedom of choice and you have always let them over a threshold, let them have freedom and then ignored them as soon as they have it, then as soon as you give them freedom in a bigger area, they will ignore you. They will just go. People are like, oh yeah, my dog goes to the dog park and then doesn't come back. And I'm like, okay. But when you let your dog out of a crate, you also just stand up and look at me. I'm like, when you let your dog out of a crate, don't stand up and look at me. Back up four feet and have a fun time with your dog and then be like, okay, yes, you can go sniff the bush. The other side of that is, the, uh, the flip side of that coin is the people that go, yes, you can come out of the crate or yes, you can come off the bed. And then cause the dog doesn't come directly to them, sit and stare at them bored out of its mind even though they have not asked for that at all, they like get super upset and correct the dog back. And they're like, no, you're, yep. I'm like, but you, you just said- the way I wanted you to. Yeah, you you just gave your dog freedom yeah. and then you, you tried to use freedom as a reward. They're like, well, I let them off the bed. Yeah. And then I immediately restricted them. And I'm like, you are misunderstanding what is what? fun. <laughs> you are also misunderstanding freedom. Yeah. And also- like the concept of, right. of going over the what threshold, the actual like what, what, was. The re- what was the reward there? And they're like, well, they're off the bed. And I'm like, and how is being off the bed different? If you are holding them to a very specific obedience standard immediately off the bed and a very specific obedience right. standard on That's the bed. just a pattern of obedience. It, yeah. I'm like, okay, again, let's, okay, you need to lighten up, like just be chill. But yeah, there, there's two sides of that coin. One is people go freedom and then completely ignore their dog and let it do whatever it wants. And then people that are like freedom and then let it do nothing. But not actual freedom. And like, what about if you let your dog out of the crate off the bed through the door and was like, yes, so much fun. Oh my God, what a party. Okay, let's go do the thing. Yeah. Or I'll let you do the thing. Like, yes. okay, cool. Yeah. But you should probably be involved in that. Yes. That's an idea. That's a, that's a cool time. But also if you give them freedom of choice, you can't be upset when they take that choice. Like just be good with it. Like if you understand what you're giving your dog, if you say, yes, you are allowed to great. And they're not humans. Like they're not going to make the choice that you want Mm -hmm. to make. So accept that that's like 
that's mm-hmm. part of working with your dog. Yes. They have a different pattern of thinking than you do. Yes. Your dogs, you're a human. They have different things that motivate them. Weird. So we have motivators that are like absolutely toys. So the other thing about, so freedom is a good motivator. Food is a good motivator. But people are like, oh, my dog doesn't like ball. Or, oh, my dog likes ball, but then takes it and runs away with it. And I'm like, people really using toys as motivators Ooh. is like calculus. Like I, there are, there's so many, people make it out to be really difficult. I'm like, first off, it's not really difficult, but it does seem to be quite the mystery to some people. Here's the first rule though, is if you want your dog to be motivated by a toy, you can't give it to them all the time. Pick them up. Yeah, they can't, they can't have it much like food. If you want your dog to be motivated by food and you free feed it, it's probably not going to be super motivated by food. You're like, I really want to, pl- I want to pay my dog with a ball. I want to give them the ball. Right. I want to get, they I want to like play tug with them. And I want to be able to Yeah, and it. I don't want to buy all these treats. I don't want to be Perfect. feeding my dog all the time. I'm like, okay, bro. Hey, how many toys are on the floor? They're like, all of them. And I'm like, okay, then that would be why your dog doesn't want them. They have when them When you the want time. them to want them. Yeah, that's so weird. So- Rule one on toys is like, hey, they can't just have the toy. Actually, that I wouldn't you say want. not rule. Rule one with most motivators, they can't have free access twenty four seven. Yeah, because that defeats the purpose. Yes, no longer motivating. That's yeah. Rule one on all motivators: you can't have free access. Whatever you want to give your dog as a motivator, they can't have full access to all the time. That goes for food. That goes for toys. That also goes for freedom. That also goes for praise. Yes, free praise and affection. And not to say that you can't do it, Again, but just like yes. look at when they're getting it. Yes. And how they're getting it. So one of the reasons we use place work in one of our first lessons is the first lesson that I do with most people, the first lesson that you do with most people is we begin to restructure how a dog interacts before we, like people can come for reactivity, they can come for aggression, they can come for crate training, they can come yes. for one of a thousand Puppies things. Puppies to really aggressive, yeah. like whatever. Most the first of lesson the time, always looks pretty much the same. Yeah, we are restructuring and we are creating some foundational concepts in between the relationship between the dog and the owner yeah. and also the dog and a motivator and the dog and freedom. Because we also, we recommend place work a lot. And one of the reasons we might recommend place work, and no one really understands why we do place work right off the hop. And we're like, okay, because we want that, first off, it's helpful for self-regulation, but like there's a bunch of reasons that it's good for the dog, but it's also because it will make it easier for you. Yes. It will make it easier for you as the owner, because we are briefly taking away some freedom from your dog so that you could use freedom in the future. We are briefly taking away continuous and constant interaction with you so that you could use praise and affection. We are briefly not giving the dog access to food if you're free feeding so that you could use food. Like we're literally just trying to make your life easier. And we tell you the 7,000 reasons it's good for your dog because there are 7,000 reasons it's good for your dog. But like, we're literally just trying to make this easier so that when we actually go to teach you real dog training things, your dog will actually care uh, about like, doing them because they may not have had continuous 100% right. access to you and the things that they love at all. And we're people are shocked. Baseline. Yeah, we're fun. literally just making a baseline for interactions. And that hugely affects motivators and how a dog views them. And, and that's without even like adding, like 
there's there's people that develop drive and there's people that develop motivation for a toy. We haven't even touched that. We haven't touched drive building. Right. That's, we're that's just, the high, high end of motivation. We're creating a blank. We're literally slate. going with you you will take food from a hand. There you go. Just whoosh, just work just on that. there. We're going from there. And so we also want to go, hey, rule one, when you're trying to motivate your dog, look at something that you're like, wow, they're not motivated by that. And then see if maybe it's because they have that all constant access. Yes. So rule one, remove constant access. Yeah. Well, what should we make rule two? I was going to say, we're really setting ourselves up for like a list of rules, rules, but like rule two. (sighs) Yeah. Because we talk about motivators a lot, but we've never, we should actually make a thing. This is how we'll make a thing. We'll make like a handout on motivators. That's why you have notes. This is great. That's actually why I'm taking it. Yeah. 100% we could make one on this. One. Got it. No constant free access. Yeah. Um, Rule two is, should be something like make your motivator something that you, I want to say have an understanding of, but like have access to. So some people are like, I want, my dog likes cats or my dog likes freedom or my dog likes this. And I'm like, but you don't have solid access to that. Like that's, that's a very difficult thing to do. One of the reasons that we use food as much as we do. And one of the reasons people talk about it all the time is because it is the easiest of all the motivators for, for owners to understand, owners to access yeah, it's super controllable. It's it's, quick, in, it's it's extrinsic. Like all dogs will eat. Yeah. So that's why I'm like every it does apply to every dog to a degree, of varying degrees. Like some people are some dogs are very motivated, some aren't. But like it's it's just the easiest one we use. It is not the only one. I think rule 3, maybe this should be moved up on the list, yeah. but also make your motivator something your dog is motivated. Yeah. By. Oh my God. The amount of people that are like, but I want to do this. And I'm like, cool. Are we training you to sit? Are we, tra- right. are we crate training you? <laughs> like, dude, if you, if you're motivated by that, I love that for you. Can you get in the crate? I will click. Like I, I will like, do it. But, and uh, I think this is where, yeah, you have to understand what your dog likes. Yes. And I think the biggest thing is just like, yeah, you can reset values and stuff, yeah. but, like, I think the biggest thing is, like, if your dog doesn't like food, and I think this mm-hmm. is where trainers get caught, and this is where people mm-hmm. get caught, if your dog is not motivated by food, you don't have to use food. Yeah, 100%. Especially, like, and I don't know, you probably get this, too, like, when you get to the point in, like, uh, like, let's say you're working with, like, a reactive dog, and you're mm-hmm. getting to the point of, like, walking and, like, practicing mm-hmm. walking and stuff or something, and, like, they did a good thing, but then we immediately try and, like, jam food in their face. Yeah, and they're, and, like, like and the dog's I'm doing just, the like, good thing, but, like, I'm not... Well, and the dog's just like doesn't That's take not it, the but best like thing we're still like we're try- we're basically like shoving it in their mouth, mm-hmm. and it's like they don't want it. No, you don't have to give it to them if they don't want it. Yeah, because that's not to them. They're not like that's not the reward. Back to the empty can. You're giving them an empty empty can. They don't want it. Yes. So so find something they do want. It doesn't have to be food. But a lot of times when we work with reactivity and we're going, here's the food and the dog is close enough to the threshold that they won't take food, but still holding their shit together. A lot of times our reward is movement. Yeah. And that can be play. That can be speed. That can be, a lot of people immediately mean it distance. They're like, oh, we immediately run. We immediately like leave the situation or run backwards. And I'm like, absolutely to a degree. But, um, the other thing you can do is like just add speed, add engagement, add play, add add interaction. As Again, interaction whew. 
a so highly underrated motivator. I just... As someone mm. who likes fearful dogs, a lot of time, like, removal of pressure. Yes. Like, if, if let's say you're doing, like, a, a mm-hmm. people interaction kind of thing. If they're closer to a person, like, they don't like people. Yes. Like they're, but they're functioning. They're managing their thing. Like, mm-hmm. yes, it's distance. But, like, if they're doing good, release the pressure. Yes. Walk away. Have the person, other other person yes. walk away. Like, removal of pressure is and sometimes a motivator. But that's factor. also really, really hard for people to understand. Yes. And for trainers to understand. Yes. Because it comes with having no ego. If you are being very, very successful with a fearful dog, you have a choice. You can push further or you can choose to go, wow, I'm going to take this win and step off. And I'm like, okay, a lot of people will actually push the dog to failure. I don't like part. Yeah, no, that's why you work in a behavioral facility. Because you're like, that that seems weird. Yeah, a lot of people will push that dog to be like, hey, and they won't remove the pressure because they also don't see removing the pressure as rewarding and beneficial. Understanding of pressure, though. So yeah, yeah, we have a whole. We we will do. We've talked about it before. We are going to do a whole one on pressure at some point because both of us have quite a lot of feelings on how people use pressure and how they don't understand much like motivators they don't understand pressure and pressure is a motivator this is the other yes. thing is we've we've just talked about positive motivators yes. right now there are motivators that are not this is where like tools come in for sure but also things like pressure um and where people is also lack an understanding is like what can we want to look at what drives behavior and everybody yes. says emotion drives behavior and that is accurate but what influences emotion right and a lot of times an influence of emotion can be genetic it can be a drive that is in there like oh i'm, I'm a herder or oh, whatever uh it can be fear it can be excitement maybe they have just a really low threshold but the other thing is like look at the environment different forms of pressure highly influence emotion yep and that highly influences behavior. And when you're looking at behavior, you, if you, in order to properly address behavior, now we're getting into kind of the, from a trainer perspective, the first part of this is very much geared towards owners. But the second part, I think for the next five minutes, we're going to rant about like how, if you're going to tackle behavior. Yeah. If you are a trainer. Any, any dog training, honestly. If, yeah. If you are involved in any. Because all dog training is behavior. Like. All, yeah, all dog training is behavior, but not all dog trainers do behavior mod. Yeah. Because in order to do behavior mod, you have to have a very, very, very deep understanding of motivation more so than anything else. You need to understand what is causing that behavior yes. because you are trying to change the behavior, which means you're trying to change the emotion that is driving that behavior, which means you have to change what is influencing that emotion. If you do not know what is driving that emotion, if you don't know what is motivating the dog to be fearful, the dog to be excited. Dog, yeah. Like, and, and this is where a lot of people kind of screw up behavior mod is because they, they have an understanding of 40% of motivation and they're like, well, the dog must just be doing this. But why? Okay. Yeah. Why? Why? But yeah, no, it's not just doing it arbitrarily. Dogs don't do things arbitrarily. That is not a thing. They don't do things for no reason. They do things because they either want to do them or they don't want to do them. They're like, I am bored, so I want to do something that will entertain me. I am excited, so I want to do this. I am fearful, so I want to run away. And, like, even with all that, though, like, they're doing it, but, like, there's also, that doesn't necessarily mean they're doing it with a ton of thought process. Yeah, no. Like, they're just, 
they have the emotion and they do the yeah, thing. Yeah, it, it doesn't mean they're like, yeah, pl- they're in a multi-step planning thought process. No. But they're not doing, they're, they never do anything for no reason. Right. And that's where people are kind of, I, I think people kind of get lost. Because one of the other things is when you look at what is driving a behavior, emotion can influence the behavior, but there are other things that can influence. For instance, patterning. And this is the one that drives mm-hmm. me crazy sometimes because I see other trainers do it all the time. And we we're dealing with a situation involving patterning with a trainer recently where we've had to unpattern the dog. And that is actually like a, that I find almost more difficult to deal with than, than just emotion emotion because emotion makes it like, I'm like, Oh, I understand why you are scared of this here. Let me work through your fear. I understand that you are very driven through this. So you, you are very, very, very excited about this. Let me add in some engagement. Let me give you something else. Patterning patterning is driven by history yeah patterning is driven by you were rewarded this many times for this patterning is because that's that's a large portion of just dog training like the way you fix things you pattern them yeah because a lot of times it's just sometimes they're just like Mm -hmm. they'll do what they just did for 500 days yes and if they did that for 500 days and they got paid for it then they're going to do it again. and that's how we use dog training to get them to do the things we do want yes all that fun stuff but when the two most recent examples we've been dealing with this is like we have a dog that is super 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 patterned and and the problem we were presented with was my dog pulls on leash the dog actually does not it's lovely but in one specific scenario at one specific time of day in one specific set of circumstances the dog pulls like a fucking train and what the trainer that was dealing with that attempted to do was just switch tools because it's a tool problem, the dog pulls. And I'm like, but in it's no other scenario, yeah, it's a leash skills problem. I'm like, but in no other scenario is that a thing. They, they, literally, you can put this dog through 18 other scenarios, and in 17 of them, the dog will have lovely leash skills, and one of them, the dog may be a dog. And then in that one scenario yeah. that is really bad, that is a highly patterned day after day after day experience. And I'm like, that has no relevance to leash skills. That has no relevance. You have to change the pattern. Because you have to, yeah. you have to take it. That is essentially self-rewarding at that point. The, the dog is getting that early dopamine release and it's like, oh my God, we're doing the thing. We're doing right. the thing. We're doing the thing. Whoa. Okay. It's we got to change the thing. thing. Changing the tool doesn't change right. shit because you're putting the dog back in the same scenario and they wanted to put the dog back in the same scenario at the same time, in the same set of circumstances, like and just be like, changes I'm going to correct the dog. And I was like, but that's huh, not working. Bro, what is driving this behavior? Oh, the dog thinks this is happening. The dog is very excited this is happening. The dog is 100% sure that this is what's happening. And you're actually doing exactly what the dog, you're putting the dog through the exact same walking track for the same reward. And you expect different results. And I'm like, absolutely not. The other situation we're dealing with, which is, uh, this is a board and train that's here now. Um, we have a dog that it's it's not super easy to motivate, not super super food driven, so it's eating exclusively through training right now. But the it's it's got very very conflicting responses to motivators, and we really couldn't figure that out a lot. And very recently, this dog has not been here long, but we we did find out that the dog has been on an escalating bark collar for a while but we have no like the dog has no relationship between its behavior and a positive motivator and it also had no relationship between a behavior and a negative consequence because it was an escalating bark collar from an uh, it just wasn't a great company so the the 
collar would keep going off and the dog would be like, oh my God. And then would do the barking again because it was like it's scared a, and, yeah. tr- and it would be more scared. So then it was just like scared what this can so it continued in kind of this vicious cycle of like on one hand it received negative consequences that it was not sure why it was getting because this was not a great bark collar and this was not a dog that had ever put this together and on the other side of the house we were getting paid for things that we were not we weren't having to do things we were just getting rewards for things that had no criteria so in both circumstances the dog had no criteria and the rewards and the so consequences were both extreme and inconsistent there were big, big rewards, big, big liver. Oh my God, big treats. And on the other side, there's big, big corrections. But, oh my God, escalating bark collar. And we had no idea why either one of those is happening. No wonder this dog is anxious and fucking. I was weird. gonna say the dog has a lot of emotions. Yeah, the, like- dog, the dog is anxious and weird. Well, no shit. Like I, yeah, it doesn't understand why anything in its world is happening because there's no consistency in its world. There is also. From the dog's perspective, nothing makes sense. Right. Like the dog it's all just isn't motivated by We're anything. just vibing here, so why wouldn't I do whatever I want? Yeah. So this is why this dog is like, it's motivated one day, it's motivated by this, and then the next day it's like, well, I don't understand. And I'm like, no, no, we're, luck, but we're, like, we're no. trying to make consistency. Yeah. So we have to remake consistency for this dog. We have to remake motivation for this dog. And, and we're going to have to remake this dog's understanding of the world because on one hand it gets wildly 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 excited and thinks it's going to get like massive massive rewards and on the other hand it gets wildly wildly anxious and thinks it's going to get massively corrected and it has no relevancy for either oh my god so like this is the thing is i think that dog was definitely worked by people that did not know what was motivating the original behavior no and then, and then we just was, patterned a bunch of things on yeah, top of that. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then we, yeah, we, tr- well, we tried to pattern things, but we really just indiscriminately were like, Right, boom. and if you don't know, if you don't know the emotion and the motivator and you're just throwing whatever yeah. strategies on top of that, you're just creating. Yeah, and this is why I'm like, for when, like, I we are balanced trainers, this is what we do, but this is why I'm like, if you don't know what you're doing at all, absolutely just stick in the world of positive reinforcement because if you are yes. playing motivational roulette and positive with 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 just positive rewards but just like i'm either going to give you kibble or a treat or freedom or praise and you're just playing roulette every day you have no relationship like, between Canada a big day behavior big reward candy up yeah then absolutely just play it with good things because if you add the balance side of the equation and you start playing roulette with on e-collar if you start playing oh, I'm going to indiscriminately correct you to try and motivate you. At the same time, I'm going to indiscriminately give you a kibble for holding your shit together in the middle of a circus. And I'll give you one kibble. But if you sit at home, I'll give you a giant piece of liver. But then if you're out and you see a cat and you happen to be like a wicked prey-driven dog and you pull to the end of the leash, but then you sit, but then just because you pulled a little bit, I crank you even though you sit like there's just so many inconsistencies there. I'm like, if you're going to not understand what you're doing, absolutely. You want to play motivational roulette, do that with positive reinforcement only do that only with rewards until you know what you're doing. Don't even touch consequences unless it's just like management based consequences. Like I shut the door of the crate. Yes. Right. I just, I just, that's that's it like i don't i don't even touch that because now we have a problem with two dogs that they were provided consequences for things that were they they were not they were not addressing the things that the dogs were motivated by so the dogs are just getting these 
to them indiscriminate consequences that have no relation. And they're like, ah, the world is stupid. What? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but now real trainers have to fix that. Yeah. Please stop. Please stop. Yeah. So if you are a trainer, you need to have a really, really, really good understanding of, of motivation because what what yes emotion drives behavior but you need to understand what emotion is there and what is motivating that emotion because we also see this all the time so many people are like that dog bit because it was fearful so the emotion that drove the behavior the behavior was the bite the emotion that drove it was fear and it is a healer and it bit a or tie. To- and it bit a bike tire i love when people can send me a healer that they're like it's scared of bikes and I'm like, what happened? Oh, and they're like, it bit the bike. And oh, I'm like, sweetie. is it, is it, is it? There was a video on TikTok that somebody on my Facebook shared actually. And it was like a video of a lab that was, and across the front of it was like, this, my dog is terrified of, there were cats on the lawn, like Halloween oh. decoration cats. And the lab was very obviously a field lab that was pointing. Oh. <laughs> so they're like, my dog is terrified frozen of the in decorations. Fear. And he's, yeah, he's, he's quote unquote frozen in fear. And this lab is doing a full perfect fucking point like, at these it. decorations. And they're like, oh my God, he's both scared. And I was like, ah, that's not or what's like, motivating that. <laughs> on the flip, it's also like, oh, my dog is super reactive and aggressive towards other dogs. It wants to kill other dogs. Oh, and people, God. But that's actually fear. It's We're just scared fearful. of everything in the world. And like, yeah, we're a ha- like, mm-hmm. so it's just, mm-hmm. it is hard. This though, is my, this is my Corso, Mastiff, German Shepherd, whatever. And it's so protective. And I'm like, oh my gosh. your dog is terrified. Yes. Your, your sweet baby angel and it's is, just like, is, is they, crying for help. And you treat those things differently. Yes. And so if you don't know if they're motivated by this, you're, then, mm-hmm. then you're treating it. There's not, mm-hmm. again, you can't just copy and paste dog training. That's part yes. of why it's kind of interesting. Yes. Is it's not one solution fits all. Yeah. It's- so w- when we're talking about making new behavior, that's normally what we're talking about with owners. We're talking about like make the sit and feed for the sit. And like you're, you're talking about using a motivator to make a new behavior. From a training standpoint, you're talking about motivators like what is driving this behavior? Yeah. And then how can I get the dog to be motivated differently by that same stimulus, which is very, very, very different. And then teaching them to finish it off with, making a new behavior with a different motivator. So motivators come in in two kind of camps. One is kind of from an over standpoint of it's a, it's a fairly basic understanding of motivators is like my dog likes this or doesn't like this. So I will use this or not use this to make or decrease behavior. And from the other side of the house, you are literally looking at is this is this creating fear? Is this creating excitement? Is this creating drive? And in order to first off, you have to understand what emotion that dog is showing. Yeah. Um, because the amount of people that are like, "Wow, this is fear or protective or whatever," and it's the opposite. You're just throwing a label is, there. Yeah, you're just throwing out a word okay. and hoping yeah, that's just darts. Um, so first off, you have to understand what that is. But then the second part is you have to understand. And this is where behavior modification is such a small niche when it's done well, is you have to understand how to change that. Mm -hmm. And that, that is, you're just getting smaller and smaller and smaller niches in the training world. Behavior mod in that respect is very, it's a very small area of people that are like, hey, I understand what is causing this and I have the ability and understanding of how to change what is influencing my dog's emotional state. That is very different. Yeah. That is very, very different than 
most of the time where you're just like here make a behavior pay but if you are not sure if you understand motivators if you are not sure what your dog is motivated by a really really good way to start figuring it out is to remove things like freedom and food and whatever for like a day or two and just put a little bit more restriction put hand feeding into place and see if your dog changes it up yeah Yeah, honestly just try it for a bit yeah and then Yes, try it and see if your dog's motivation changes. And if it does, then you're like, okay, cool. I have something I can work with here. Um, And that then you can start working on increasing motivation to start working on making a thing. But um, what we don't want you to play with is any form of I'm going to use this to motivate my dog out of fear. Yeah, that that's because if you don't even know if it's fear or not, like, yeah, that's super fun. Yeah, you no, you are definitely going to get bit. But yes, 100% motivators. Motivators is such a simplistic topic if you just look at it like, hey, what will motivate my dog? Like food and a toy and things. But the more you, the longer you're a trainer, the longer you're a trainer, the more you start to know about motivation and what motivates a dog and how to motivate them and how they are motivated. And oh my God, it's, it's a time can get deep down the rabbit hole very quickly yep that's motivators oh you tried to make your little finger gun thing yeah but, but that wasn't a joke a so then i was like eh. yeah but mm. it's a podcast so we can't see the finger guns and the so, noise doesn't go with the finger oh, anyway, there we go but there you I go that was the finger gun noise just in case anyone was motivators wondering. yeah do we have anything to finish this episode with <laughs> what motivates you Steph? <laughs> huh i know what motivates me i know what motivates you yeah all um as a, a lovely uh way to reinforce my behavior is through caffeine that is what i will say a good okay. way to reinforce good choices is through caffeine it all is also a motivator to make good choices different okay. forms of caffeine will make will help me make good choices and different forms of caffeine will make me continue to make good choices and they will okay. reward me afterwards what motivates you, Sienna? Because we need to figure out what motivates you so you'll drink this water. That's so much water. Not water. No. Water definitely like not. The idea of being a hydrated person, that's not motivating to me. Yeah, right? Like, everybody talks about it like it's the best thing in the world, but it's like, is it really? Uh-uh. Is it really? You know what's being, you know what's great? Not being hydrated, being caffeinated. Yeah. Yeah. Being, caffe- being a caffeinated person, phenomenal. Much better. Yeah, very dehydrated all the time, I will say, as someone who is highly caffeinated and has been for a long time. Uh, very dehydrated. I don't see you drink water a lot. I don't drink water a lot. I do drink water sometimes, but I, I don't. I used to drink water like that. That's ridiculous, though. Then I'd have to remember to carry the bottle with me, and that just doesn't happen. Well, it, it has become my emotional support bottle. Like, it's coming everywhere with me. But yeah, just, it really does. Like, just, you're carrying just, it like, everywhere. It's my workout. Like, it's yeah, just... I was going to say, the less you drink, though, the better the workout is, because that is a pretty heavy <laughs> bottle. Like, I do just bottle. carry it. It comes everywhere. I can never mm-hmm. say, like, oh, I forgot it at home. It's mm-hmm. coming everywhere with me. Um, yeah. Do you have but... a pack walk question? I don't think we've done a pack walk what? question in a hot minute. Where, what is your ideal seat on an airplane? Oh, aisle. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why? Aisle on the left-hand side. Aisle on the left-hand mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. I do and not do like wanna, sitting... Yeah, do you want to back that up at all or... 
Well, I, first off, I hate sitting, I don't hate sitting at the window. I like sitting at the window when I can look out and that's cool. But like, I absolutely loathe the concept of if I have to pee and I have to ask two oh. people to get out of the way so that I can do that and like wake two people up because I no. regularly fly yeah, overnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I have to wake, like, I just, it's mortifying. Like I just, okay. I so have not quick fun. And then a uh, middle seat, just not ideal because that's so close to people. I don't love that. It's just not great. Um, I like the aisle preferably. I like the aisle on the left because then I can like stretch my one leg out and that's super great. Um, but yeah, because my knee goes nuts on an airplane. But uh, I like the aisle. How close do you want to be to to the emergency thing? I I have no preference, no preference. on that because okay. I'm also very aware that if I'm in a if I'm in a, in a plane crash and we are all okay enough. <laughs> to get off the plane, then it won't matter where I am. So there's either, there's two plane crash scenarios. One is where you are, if, if, if you can get off the plane, you can get off the plane if you're in the emergency exit versus all the way at the back. Yeah. The other scenario is that nobody okay. is left. Like there's no in between. Like my dad worked in aviation anatomy. forever. Yeah. Like there's only two scenarios. There is, okay, like some landing gear gave way and like we're all getting off the plane that's fine. And the other option is not great. It's not going to matter where the okay. fuck you are, right? So that's where I'm like, listen, the only feelings I have on emergency exits are if um, I'm sitting in one and there's one seat on some of the planes where like you sit there and there's really no TV in front. There's uh, on some of the bigger planes, it's just like the three and then there's the two and there's one that just doesn't really have a TV. And I'm like, that's the only time I care ever. Mm -hmm. Or if they're like, do you want to do this and pay for it? And I'm like, no, but if you want me to give me extra room, I'll take it. Like, I don't care. But no, I have no feelings on an emergency exit whatsoever because I'm like, listen, if I'm, if we're making it off, we're all making it off. If we're not, we're not. And it won't matter. What's your favorite seat? Uh, I like a window. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, wait, you've only traveled with family. I was going to say, I've only traveled You'll with family. You'll ask your sisters to get out. Well, That's and also, I don't go pee on a plane. Why not? The first time I went pee on an airplane was probably, like, when I was 16. Like, when we were doing, like, the eight-hour flight. Oh. And I had to. Oh. I do not do airplane bathrooms. I don't go pee on a plane. I can I can hold it. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> you need to take more long flights. Why? Is it just, like terrifying uh, like what what so i'm sure as a kid like it's mm. terrifying now i'm just like at the point where i'm like i can hold it i'm fine i don't <laughs> that no like mm. i just if i if yeah if i had to choose i'm just not gonna go at all even if i have to go a little bit i know i can hold it i'm fine if oh. we're talking about like when we were doing like all the europe flights and stuff like yeah there was one there that i just like what can you do? And like, I will. Like, I will if I have to. But oh. no. So then that's not really concern for me to be going. I'm not moving tons on an airplane. In fact, no. I pass out. I sleep. Oh, wow. Yeah, you Put sleep on in anything. program moving. and I sleep. So I'm not yeah. really concerned. I like, oh. I like being at the window just so I can look a little bit. Yeah. And um, then you can sleep on the window. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I sometimes sleep. But yeah. I, I, I now in the last like three to four years, I've started being able to sleep a little mm, bit on a, plane, on a plane. But I do not really sleep on yeah, a plane. Yeah, that doesn't shock me. No, yeah, no, not well, really. I, I watch us take off, and then I'm... Oh, oh. I'll, like, put it on... I like looking at the movies that they have as options, because sometimes they're newer, and I haven't seen them. Yeah. So you click play, and then... And then you're just like, boop, I'm I out. Go to sleep. <laughs> no, I don't do that. I don't. I don't do that. I... Now it's fun because most of the flights I've taken in the last three years are red, are complete red eye. I leave it oh. just after midnight, and I land at 5.30 in the morning, and... 
so we live outside of the city. So first off, I have to drive an hour to the airport and then I'm oh, oh, yes. at the airport for an hour or two. And then I fly, uh, well, about four hours. And then when I land, it takes me another two hours to get home because the only place I've gone in the last few years is home. And so here I'm an hour out. There I'm two hours out of the airport. <laughs> so by like, even though it's only a four hour flight, it's like decently lengthy. But the, I leave just after midnight and I tend to get there like 5.30 in the morning. I have to wait for the rental car place to open. And then I have to drive two hours. I will say I typically pull the rental car off because I normally I fly midnight so that I can yeah. work all day and then I can take my private so I don't have to cancel them. And then when I get there, I drive the hour out of the city. Yeah. And then I, as soon as I hit kind of the countryside, that's when I pull to the side of the road and I sleep for an hour in the car. Because I can sleep in a car. Like, I can sleep... By yourself in the car. Yeah, by myself in the car, not an issue for an hour. And then I just get back on the road and I drive the rest of the way and it's okay. But like, I will say now that I've been doing that flight a lot, I do kind of sleep a little bit on the plane because I'm so fucking tired by the time I get there that I'm like, oh. I guess I'll sleep a bit. Yeah, I guess I'll do that. I would love to fly somewhere that is just like for fun now though. I haven't done that in forever. Just gone home. God. I haven't been on a plane in three years. But you're gonna go... I hope so. <laughs> Listen, I have so much faith it's gonna happen. Okay then. You're gonna you're gonna go on a winter vacation. It's I'm not stressed. I'm not worried. I'm not worried either because like they they're they're getting they're getting passports out all left and right. Okay. For those not in Canada, there is a small passport crisis where Canada. trying to get a new passport is a multi month adventure. It'll yeah. happen. I'm not worried. It'll so happen, and I'm and I'm. So excited because all of us are going to just like live vicariously yeah, through you for absolutely. your week of vacation. This is where you need Snapchat so that I can just oh, send you snaps all the time. No, that seems horrible. You, yeah, ha- you have my number. You can text me. Thank oh, you. You don't text pictures. And the point is like a lot of it is like, for example. You don't text pictures. I have an entire chat history with you where you just text me pictures of dog poop. Well, that I'd still text because you need to save those. But like, for oh. example, Kaylin got a snap of a dead mouse the other day. Yeah, I don't need to text her that, but I just need her to see it. Oh, <laughs> that's why those. Can be- oh, those are diff- different uses. Yes, I was like, you can't text pictures. I have seventy no, no, percent of the things you send me I can, are pictures those of dog are things poop. You need to save as a business owner, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. These right. are the things I need to do I still in my need life. To make that chart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're gonna make a chart of various dog poop. It's. That's such a great project for you. I'll post it on the social medias. I love that. <laughs> now people are people are going to get excited to see that. They know it's coming. That's <laughs> wonderful. This out I know it. I hope she doesn't. I this is phenomenal. Okay, that okay. was productive. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>